I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Scarlett Russell, entertainment editor at the Sunday Times Style, and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, the first episode of series 3. If you're new to the podcast, this is a show where we speak to women who've developed their very own side hustle. From the seed of an idea to a thriving profit-making business, just how did these women do it? I'm going to speak to a wide range of women with very different and very unique businesses. From the worlds of food and lifestyle, technology and retail, beauty products, and even education, no matter what their speciality, each woman is full of useful, practical, and honest advice that can help you with your own side hustle. Whether you're starting out or a seasoned pro, we can all learn a little something. You won't want to miss one single episode. So why not subscribe now through Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you indulge your podcast habit. And while you're there, please give us a rating and share us with your friends, family, and followers. We're kicking off the series with a very special guest. Broadcaster and style cover girl, Laura Jackson, is here to tell us about setting up her side hustle, Host. Host is, well, it's a whole load of things, really. A newsletter, a supper club, a podcast... Think of it as the essential lifestyle brand for food, travel, and interior lovers. Born in Huddersfield, Laura studied events management at Leeds Polytechnic before moving to London in her early 20s. She's now 34 and lives with her husband, John, and baby daughter, Sydney. As a presenter, Laura's fronted the quiz show Ready or Not on BBC One and Take Me Out the Gossip on ITV2. What started off as a supper club with her friend Alice Levine a few years ago turned into a food column and cookbook leading to host launching in September 2019. This is her story. Hello, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us on Secrets of the Side Hustle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So, Laura, first of all, can you explain what host is? It is a supper club and lifestyle brand, but it's still kind of evolving. So, in essence, it's everything that I love in a business, which I feel so lucky to be able to do. Recipes, supper clubs and the podcast. And then we work with brands as well. So it's kind of like a forearm business. Um, okay. The brands is kind of more of the curation side. So we work with brands and individuals on curating something that brings that host element, that host energy to their brand. Hopefully working on a, a homeware kitcheny collab at the moment. So yeah, it's just a lifestyle brand also part of host is a newsletter as well is that written by yourself yeah the newsletter isn't sponsored at all it's all completely authentic content which is my content which is things that I've seen things that I like things that I want to write about it's never 
like anyone's gone, hey, come and stay here for free. Will you write about it in my newsletter? I'd definitely say no. Um, mm. It's completely unbiased. The jump from TV presenting to running a supper club lifestyle brand might not seem like the most obvious of journeys, but for Laura, it just made sense. It wasn't her first foray into food either, as a few years earlier, she'd set up a supper club with fellow broadcaster and good friend, Alice Levine. I absolutely love telly. I watch an insane amount of television. Um, So I loved that aspect of my job, but I just, I felt like I needed a creative outlet. I've always made things or been creative and I felt at times I I didn't have that outlet. So yeah, I started a supper club with Alice, which was really fun. And that gave me the opportunity to do everything that I felt really passionate about. I think a lot of things that we did with Jackson Levine kind of were quite accidental because it was so passion led, but things with host have been passion led, but hustling and hard work and making that into, you know, a side business, a side hustle, as well as TV. I think it's part of that whole slash kind of concept of working, you know, you can be an influencer slash writer slash whatever it is. So many people, it's a different way of working now. You don't have to do just one thing. Passions and interests can come together. You just figure out what you want to do and how to make it work. I always knew from a very, very early age that I did not want to work at a desk and have a picture of my family on the desk. I used to say that to my mum all the time. I just couldn't do it. So I feel like I just needed to not not be caged. I needed to like be able to just go and do loads of different things. Yeah, and I feel like I've worked really hard at curating and carving out this job for myself. Well, let's let's talk about how it came about, really. Um, so host launched officially last September 2019. Where did that seed of the idea come from? And tell me the story of its origin and how you created it up until its launch. I feel like I've met so many different people around a dinner table, whether that's been at friends' houses or going to restaurants. And and at my house, the, the dinner table is a real hub. It's where we sit down and talk about ideas, where we have dinners, where friends come and have drinks. Don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. I'm an oversharer. So if anyone ever says to me, oh my God, what do you think about this? I'm like, come over for dinner, come and have a drink, come and have a cup of tea and sit around the table and we'll just bounce ideas around. And I, I just get such a kick of people meeting new people and friends and breaking bread and boundaries around a dinner table. And I kind of wanted to create a business that evolved around a table and that was different people meeting and talking and making friends and, and building a community. Um, I find restaurants really annoying when they give you an hour slot where your oh, food God. comes at different times, where it's small plates that cost a million pounds. And I just wanted to create something that was very fun and not around boundaries and then nothing that's limitless so sometimes that's really hard why why I find it hard to explain what host is because it is limitless it's around food and it's around lifestyle and around it's around interiors but it's around people and it's around the community and I think I'm still figuring it out so part of it is supper clubs would that be more renting places that you would bring people to and they would buy a ticket for it for supper or would you host in your own house? So every month we do a supper club. I mean, we started in January, obviously, we couldn't go ahead with our March supper club. Every month we do an event, whether it's at my house or whether it's on location. We had plans to do one in Italy, on the Isle of Scilly, in London, and anybody can buy a ticket. You can only bring one person with you, so that gives you the opportunity to meet new people. But that's essentially at at the heart of it, is supper clubs once a month. And what are the ticket prices ranging from? I mean, I'm sure it depends on whether it's in London or abroad, but what kind of ballpark are we looking at here? 
At mine, it was like 40, which okay. is like four courses and a cocktail. They are inexpensive for what you get. Right. And of course, part of Host as well, you have your own podcast, which has a sponsorship as well. So I'm interested in how you can generate money from your side hustle. So presumably you have the tickets, you have sponsorship. How does that all work at the financial aspect? Making I don't money, make how's... any money from the supper clubs. The supper clubs are about other people and I want other people to make friends and have an experience that they wouldn't ordinarily have. And then I make money from working with brands. You know, a lot of brands will come to me and say, could you curate a dinner for us? And it's kind of amazing how you think that everybody knows 10 different illustrators and 10 different florists and where to get tablecloths from, but they don't. There's a book called The Art of Gathering and being somebody who can gather people is, is, a, real, is a real skill that's not to be undervalued at all. Now, obviously, it's not easy turning a side hustle into a business. You make good decisions and bad ones, but often you can learn just as much from one as you do the other. So what did Laura do for hosts that really paid off? I feel like the one of the, the best things that I ever did was getting a team to help me and to bring my ideas to life. I think that it's really great to do a lot of things on your own and to kind of be the creative driving force behind something that's yours. But to be able to hand over control and let somebody else help you and, and guide you for me was important. How many people are there in the business? Three. I have like a kitchen manager who helps me with um, recipes and recipe development. And then I have a studio manager who helps me. I, I'm so dyslexic. Really? I, mean, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I don't know your, your, you are, two, two. And, you know, I'm, I'm terrible. So I have someone that um, I basically write the newsletter which is completely illegible and then my lovely studio manager will make it readable so that you don't think a small child has written it someone once emailed me saying that I this I think this was another reason why I wanted to get some help was that they'd pointed out loads of spelling mistakes in my newsletter it was quite a big thing for me to write something completely on my own and put it out there for people to read and then for someone to get back to me and say hey, this is crap and you spelled all these things wrong. I felt really, I felt really sad. I felt really sad that someone had gone out of their way to tell me that I hadn't done a good job. But I guess that would be something of a wake-up call for you to be like, okay, this isn't my strength. I need a bit of help in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It did knock my confidence a bit, but I kind of just, I always think, well... How can I get around this or what can I do to make it better? I mean, look, you can't do everything. This is why we need people everything. to help us with businesses. Totally. Nobody, like, it's all about having the right team around you and about you being as involved as possible and being as creative as possible, kind of working hard, but working with a great team. What if you have no idea where to find people like that? You've, you're in a completely new industry. Is it about taking recommendations from people, asking around? I didn't have a clue, like literally no clue. And I didn't really know who. I knew I needed some help because I was finding it very overwhelming and difficult with a baby and having um, doing TV stuff and brand stuff and then starting this business. I'm not superwoman. I, there's only so many yes. hours in the day. And I had no idea who I wanted, what I wanted and where to look for it. I decided that I would put an advert on my Instagram because that's I put everything else out there. If I'm talking about a nice shoe that I like or a vase or whatever, I was like, <laughs> that seems like the place where I'd find somebody who was actually interested. 
So I did a little advert and I got like 250 CVs. I was like, oh my God. But what a sad, I loved reading everyone's CVs. Wow. I was like, people are amazing. It's wow. Um, and then I did some interviews and I met, I thought I wanted one person and I met two people. I mean, I'm really interested also, Laura, in the side hustle aspect. Host really came about when you were on maternity leave, mm. but you were still very much your career was still would you say it was more tv presenting was still your main career at that point it's sometimes very hard for people like you were talking earlier about the slash thing it's very very hard i feel like for certain people to understand what i do which blows my mind but yeah i kind of sometimes have to explain to people that i am a broadcaster and i do tv which i love and i also do host and actually they feed into one another it makes me a, a, a more well-versed, interesting, broader-minded presenter because I have these genuine interests. Food, interiors and travel, like I live, eat and breathe that. So for me, it kind of, it, it's part of a story. Perhaps for most people who are thinking about starting a side hustle, maybe a good place to start is kind of well, what your interests are, like you, but also what fits into your job already and what you can realistically do juggle yeah absolutely I think the main thing is is passion success means different things to different people for me I think that you are successful if you're doing something that you're really passionate about and you love and you can thrive in that space so there's no point starting a side hustle with something that you've got no interest mm. in one of the biggest money spinners for any new business is partnerships Big brands are more than just the products they sell. They're on Instagram, on Twitter, and making their own content and collaborating with influencers as well as other brands, something that Laura has taken real advantage of. I think I get a lot of brands coming to me asking to collaborate, work together, but I only ever work with brands that I use or that I really love or I've kind of got an association with. And then I will also reach out to brands that I really like. And I think that's kind of quite I, I I quite like doing that I think that it's really important I always say no one's going to come and knock on my door and say hey we've got this great thing for you you've got to put in the work and you kind of got to reach out to people and be visible but have a good idea and make sure it's your idea it's not anybody else's idea and it's unique to you brands now have got a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of influence you know they're doing sponsored content for mainstream television and for online for social platforms because they have got the money to be able to create things I'm sure there's a lot of listeners now who have a smaller profile I guess and what would be your advice to them to seek out a brand how does one even go about doing that I honestly think that brands love everybody from micro-influencers, people that have got really small followings, the people that have got big followings. It's really important that brands represent everybody. When I was doing Jackson and Levine and we wanted some sponsorship for a supper club, we reached out to Habitat and said, we love Habitat. Do you think you'd be interested in giving us a discount on some glasses? And we had a small Instagram following. Nobody knew anything about us. Supper clubs, we did not invent the supper club, but we were very early adapters of the movement and they said yes and I think it's about just speaking to brands who you really like who you're really passionate about whether it's authentic and it's honest and I don't believe it's about numbers and I don't believe it should be either I think it should always be about authenticity I never would have thought about it like that because I always assume that you have to have these huge profiles followers all of this but I guess 
Well, first of all, you don't know until you try. Second of all, the brands want to be reaching out to people as well. It sort of helps because if you get that brand on board, your following will grow and then that you've worked with them right from the beginning, you've formed a relationship with them. I think these brands like loyalty as well, don't they? So if you if you with them then and then you get huge, it's a good place to be. Absolutely. And I still do bits and pieces with Habitat now and that's been a relationship that's, you know, what, eight years, I think. And you know what? You reach out to a brand. What's the worst they can do is say, no, thank you. I right? Mean, who cares if they say no? If yeah. they say no, you start of like a nice DM chat with them. You made a friend. I think it's like great. Do you manage your own social media account as well as hosts? Or do you have help doing that? No, I do it all myself. Oh, cool. All myself. Do people have other people doing their Instagrams for them? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Oh. I mean, it is a thing. No, it's my personal account. And host is my like... Host is my baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always, I talk about host online as we, because I feel like with the team, it's like, it's very collaborative. It's mm. about us and we talk about ideas together. I would never, ever say, oh, I love this if I don't. Hello, I'm Stig Abel. I'm Asma Mir, and you can hear our breakfast programme on Times Radio. Join us as we talk to special guests about everything you need to know for the day ahead. Listen to our morning show for free on DAB Radio, your smart speaker at times.radio and via our Times Radio app. Every Monday to Thursday, 6am to 10am on Times Radio. Know your times. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the things I love about this podcast is that we get to see what the average day is like in the life of a female entrepreneur running her business. I asked Laura how she made it work. I don't, I don't really know if I'm honest about how I divide my time. I just do and I just get on with it. I could never go, hey, I'm starting work at nine and I'm finishing at six no matter what I'm doing. I don't work like that. Um, okay, it, that's interesting. I'm so very, there's no like 8 a.m. is emails, 1 p.m. There's none of that. It's just kind of depending what the day's throwing you and what happens. Oh God, I can never be that organized. I'm not that person. I can never be that person. Okay, I'm inclusive, right. I'm sporadic. 
I'm a bit like all over the place. But you must be organised. I think anyone who works as much as you do, how are you organised? To-do lists. I'm a list person, like a crazy person. Um, yeah, I am. I'm very, I'm organised, but in a kind of a, in a chaotic way, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sometimes, my bedroom's our bedroom. Uh, I always get told off I was like it's not your house it's not your wedding I'm a part of this as well Um, I'm like you're a silent partner shut up Um, sometimes like our bedroom's a mess but I know where everything is if that makes sense so that's kind of the person that I am are you writing lists on your phone are you a notebook person pen to paper both I've got notebooks around the house everywhere but yeah I think if I'm on the go it's on my phone but I do have uh, a notepad and pen there's nothing I quite like that tangible ticking off thing feels great doesn't it it feels so good crossing out or ticking off I'm just the saddo you know I'm like wash hair tick achieved something (laughs) do you go into that much detail on your to-do lists wash your hair really yeah yeah I love to-do lists I have a list about I have to-do lists about to-do lists I know oh, I say I'm not organised, but then I, the thing is with the supper clubs and things like that, I have to be very, very, very methodical, especially when, you know, it's other people and it's health and safety and it's managing a team. Absolutely. But then with my TV life, I'm so lucky, you know, I get lots of people to help me with those things. So it's kind of yeah. a bit of a balancing act. Just going back very quickly to Instagram, social media in general, how important do you think that is for new or growing businesses? I mean, it's very important, isn't it? It's your shop window now. Do you have any tips of like, I mean, your Instagram looks great. I think because you're all about the detail and you're quite, and you know, all the interior, super creative, but I'll tell you, I, I am not creative person in that way. I mean, I can write, I'm a journalist. My Instagram does not look good. I'm not a great photographer, but I would love to build my brand. I guess loads of listeners out there are the same. What can we do? What's a good place to start in making your Instagram look good and um, posting the right stuff and knowing when to post and knowing what to post? Like I'm not an expert at all, but I just think being authentic for me is just the most important thing. And if you're a florist, you know, it's about posting incredible florist pictures. And if they're not yours, making sure that you credit where you got the image from. And then if they are yours, making sure the light's great, it's a good picture, you've, you've thought about your image and your caption. and um, But then not overthinking it too much because it's got to be thoughtful, but you don't want to spend like a week thinking about putting up one picture yeah, I, I just think it's about being authentic. And people can, I feel like people can really see when you're not being authentic. Each one of our guests has received countless pieces of advice over the years. And I wanted to know which one really stuck with Laura. I think just follow your passion. Everyone was going to university and people that I know were studying like English literature or science. And I just didn't, you know, it sounds really silly, but I just liked people and I liked events and you know I was umming and ahhing about whether I could go to to go to Leeds Polytechnic and study parties for four years but that's what I love and I feel like just following what you're passionate in you can never ever go wrong and now I never thought I'd have this lifestyle kind of event supper club business which actually everything that I learned at university is really put me in a good place for starting this business and I never thought it would do 
First of all, I think that's terrific advice if you are very clear on what your passion is. So I feel that sometimes you can have loads of interests and it's all a bit scattered and, oh, I love this, I love that, and love that. What if you are passionate about lots of things and you're not sure about how to bring them together? I mean, is there any thought that you would have, you know, if your friend came to you and they said, oh, I love this and that, but they're not really related, what would you say to them? You know, I went to... Shelley High School in Huddersfield and my options were do you want to work in the beauticians do you want to fix cars do you want to be a nurse do you want to be a dentist and I didn't want to be any of those things I you know I didn't feel like I, I didn't fit in at school I was dyslexic I had to have help I had to have help at university around my dissertation because I'm dyslexic and I always felt like there was never a place for me because it was a smart world for smart people who read books and I didn't fit into that mold and it wasn't until I did my placement year at university where I was like hey this is food and even like the logistics and the production and the party design and the menu design and working in the linen cupboard. And I thrived and I loved it. And it wasn't until I did that work experience that I really felt a bit more of a place that I had a place in the world. So I would say use those passions and contact people, follow those people on Instagram that you admire, who are doing something, you know, that you're passionate in, do some work experience, work some evening jobs and, and figure out what you like about those jobs and what you don't like about those jobs. Finding out what you don't like is just as important as finding out what you do like. Now time for our What She Said segment. What She Said is a column in style where each week, powerful and inspiring women from across dozens of different industries answer burning career questions. Today, the question we have for Laura is, I feel like I'm not achieving what I normally can. What can I do to move forward? I would say make lists and think about what you want to achieve and how you want to get there. I think it's about small bite-sized steps rather than thinking about the big main goal at the end. It doesn't have to, I think we are so obsessed with being successful in our twenties or as teenagers, because that's what we read in magazines where it's actually about taking it step by step, making learnings from mistakes or positive experiences that have happened, but it's about bite-sized steps for sure. And just because you ran at one level of productivity doesn't mean you have to run like that all the time. I think it's about being at peace with some days you're going to be way more productive than others. And some weeks you're going to take a step back. And those times where you are being productive because you're thinking about things and you're having space to think and your brain isn't overwhelmed. So it's just being at peace with the fact that you're not running at 100 miles an hour all of the time. Now for our brand new feature, Throw Forward. Each week, I'll ask our female founder to give us a question they want answered and we'll throw it forward to the following guest. Next week, I'll be sitting down with Binny Bamba founder, Emma Grant. So what question does Laura have for her? I would like to know how to stay relevant and authentic. It was so great talking to Laura and I wanted to finish with one simple question. What is the future of Host? I would like it to be a successful business and what a successful business for Host looks like is having a homeware brand, more of the supper clubs, more of a community and a hub where people come together and feel that they can be a part of something and that they have a, a voice within the host community. And do you know what? I'd love to have a food show. 
I'd love to kind of meet other people that perhaps want to start a supper club or want to start a food business and be able to help them and inspire them. I love meeting people. So the fact that that's a part of my job and a part of host is just, yeah, it feels like a real honor. I, I love people. Laura, it has been such a joy speaking to you and oh. finding out all about your business and your day-to-day workings. It sounds like it will be thriving post-lockdown. And thank you so much, Laura, for speaking to the Secrets of the Side Hustle and have a gorgeous day. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. What have you got planned for the rest of your day? More Zooms. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yay! <laughs> Love a Zoom. A massive, huge thank you to Laura Jackson for being such a brilliant guest, kicking off our new series in style. You can find out more about Host, spelt H-O-S-T-E, at hostlondon.co.uk. On Instagram, they're at hostlondon. And while you're there, feel free to give me a follow as well, at Scarlet Rose Russell. That's it for episode one of series three. I'll be back next week with some more secrets of the side hustle from Binny Bamba founder, Emma Grant. 